week, new opportunity, and a chance to turn your season around just like that. Welcome to Charge On. As always, I'm your host, Sean Green. As always, thank you for the support. We really appreciate it. It has really meant a lot to us, and it's meant a lot to Nick and Rob. As always, Nick Geddes, Rob Husby. Nick, how are you doing, and how excited are for, for you uh, this weekend against Cincinnati? I'm stoked, Sean. It's a new day. It's a new week. It's a new game, a new opportunity for UCF to go out and prove what they are because I still don't know what they are seven games in. I know they're 5-2, and two, but I think they're underwhelming. And a great turnaround here to go from a disappointing loss to the best team perhaps on your schedule. What better way to get after it than this one? Yeah, what better game, right? And Rob, I know, again, bad loss last week, but how are you feeling this week? I think we got all the, the negative energy out of us on the last pod. I think we're rejuvenated. We're feeling focused. How are you feeling this week? Yeah, doing great. Can't wait for game day. Oh, you know, is what I would have said had we beaten ECU. But listen, I think this is still a very exciting game. Uh, next to the Tulane game, this is the most exciting game left on the schedule. This is the one everybody's been waiting for. And I think even though Cincinnati's not perhaps as impressive as they were last season, it's hard to top, you know, a playoff spot for a AAC team. But I think it's still very, very exciting. This has become one of the top rivalries in the conference, maybe the top rivalry in the cons- conference uh, over the last few years since Luke Fickle's taken over Cincinnati and since UCF's been, you know, a pretty, pretty good program themselves. So I think I'm still very excited for this. And I, and I think UCF still has some gas left in the tank to, to put together a really impressive season. Oh, no, I'm pumped, and this is the game, right? And we'll get into all of it. We're going to give you all the things you need to know prior to this Cincinnati game. But first, Bet Online, our sponsor for Charge On. I don't know if you knew, Nick, but basketball's back. Did you know that? I know you're not that big of a sports fan, uh, right? To be, to, to be honest with you, um, other than seeing the occasional magic highlight there, tuning in for my boy Paolo uh, and my boy Franz, Outside of that occasional highlight, maybe tune in a little bit to Bally. I try to act like the NBA does not exist. So I, I don't think the Magic know they're this. back either. I don't think the Magic know basketball's back. No, they I don't. mean Apollo's back. Apollo's Apollo's back, and he's now in the Paolo's NBA. Apollo's here. Uh, Apollo is here. Um, but guys, basketball's back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this upcoming season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. Um, let's get into it, boys. Cincinnati. We've been talking about it probably before the season even started. We were like, Cincy's coming. Get ready for Cincy. That's the game that will change your season. That will determine what team you are. Unfortunately, you have the bad loss against East Carolina. And that completely shifts your focus and your mindset to, can this UCF team beat Cincinnati? Cincinnati, obviously, we all know, they've kind of 
you could say taking a dip. They were undefeated last year, went to the CFP. They they were outstanding. This year, they lost a lot of starters on both sides of the ball, especially on the defensive side. You lost your quarterback to the NFL, but they have figured out a way to stay ranked, to win games, and their only loss was the first game of the year against a really good Arkansas team. And if you look at the stats, Nick, I mean, they're 17th in total defense. Defensively, they're a top team in the country, and we'll talk about their offense, but number one in sacks, 18th in passing yards allowed, 29th in rushing defense, and 17th in total defense. So losing, I think it was 9 of 11 starters, to still be 17th in total defense in the country, I mean, you can't ask for a tougher opponent than that on the defensive end. I agree, which is why you should stop coming on the show and saying that they suck. Um, but you continue to do that, even though you even though you have the stats to back up, they clearly don't. Uh, I mean, listen, we'll get to the offensive side, and I think that's where some of their limitations are. But, you know, defensively, I think this is a really strong unit. I think that's one thing you could expect out of a Luke Fickle coach team is they're going to play good defense, right? And Cincinnati has done that. I mean, I look at the beginning of the year, even in the first game of the season, where you're still trying to figure out what you are, who you are, against probably the best team, maybe an underwhelming Arkansas team, yes, but still probably the best opponent they've played so far. And they only gave up 24, and that was a really dynamic quarterback there. So I was impressed with them in defeat in week one, and since then they've been able to kind of piece it together and remain undefeated. So they're getting UCF, though, I think at a bad time because UCF just had their worst performance of the season uh, I I say that, but then again, that second half against Louisville was pretty bad. Uh, but in, in any in which case, one of their worst performances of the season offensively, and I think that UCF's going to be healthier coming to this one. They're at home, which I think is a big thing. They're pissed off. They know that the margin of error is very slim now for their aspirations. So I do think this is going to be Cincy's toughest test to date is a pissed-off UCF offense. Yeah, and I think Gus isn't too happy either. I think Gus understands. I'm sure um, they hear the outside noise, and it's hard not to, right? Everybody everybody wants to have an opinion on UCF every week. Listen, we have an opinion on UCF every week too. We have a podcast where we basically state what we think about this team. But if this doesn't fire the players up, I don't know what will. You You lost your opportunity for game day. We keep talking about that. Cincy, if we're talking about level of competition, since you've probably played the same level of competition, excluding Arkansas, and yeah, you, you dropped two games, one to Louisville, you know, one to um, ECU last week, but I'm sure this UCF team is looking at Cincy and like, this is a winnable game, Rom. We, we can easily beat Cincy if we just play good on all ends of the football field, offense, defense, special teams. Yeah, I don't love the easily tag you put on there, but no, I think definitely what I would say is different about, I mean, there's a lot different about the Cincinnati team this year. There's a lot different about UCF this year. UCF's a lot better than they were last year. Cincinnati is obviously, it's it's obvious that they're not as good of a team as last year. The one key difference is last year they were unbeatable this year, at least as far as conference play goes, this year they're beatable. Um, they've been beatable all season long. I mean, SMU was, again, I mentioned this after the ECU loss, Cincinnati was a two-point conversion away from most likely heading to overtime. So 
this is a beatable Cincinnati team. The difference is, and I believe Nick brought this up as well, was that you, uh, that Cincinnati, even in their closest wins, where it looks like they might slip up a little bit, they're still winning those games. So this Cincinnati team is still tough. They're going to give you a tough time. It may be a close game. It may be, you know, a little bit of a of a trailer for for Cincinnati, but they do play to their opponents and they play all of their opponents tough. Um, so it might not be the most impressive victories that they're getting, you know, and it might be a narrow margin of error, but they're still getting those wins and they're still a very competent team. They're not that scary offensively, certainly not as scary as they were last year. Desmond Ritter losing him is, uh, I mean, losing him is critical, critical. I yeah. mean, that's an NFL quarterback regardless if you think he's going to be an NFL starter. Um, you know, they're not an Alabama. They're a lot like more like a Georgia where you're going to lose half that team, half that defense, half that offense, and you have to rebuild the next year and you're not going to get fours and five stars. You know, you're going to get some higher end three stars. You're going to get some low end four stars. So Cincinnati is still a competent team. They're competently set up on defense and Luke Fickle, as long as he's there, he's going to make them a team to beat. And don't get it twisted. I mean, when I said easily, I'm talking about from the player perspective of UCF, especially after a loss. If we do everything white, we can easily beat this team. As a person that watches this team every week and who has been an outward person that has said, I don't think since he is very good, I'm coming, especially after losing ECU, saying, no, this game is not a gimme, 100% not. This is a easily losable game for UCF. You just need to do exactly what you did against ECU. Turn over the ball and see what happens. You will lose in the first half. The only way to beat Cincy is by making no mistakes. You can't make mistakes against a ranked opponent. And you're going to see it. Like if Tulane is ranked by the time you play them, if you turn over the ball, you will lose. Like that is the difference. Nick, let's talk about a couple players on the defense. They have a clear-cut number one guy that he's going to go in the first couple rounds in the NFL draft, Ivan Pace. I mean, he is – the good thing about Cincy is they are deep everywhere right now. Now, not necessarily deep on the depth chart, but their whole entire defense plays as a solid unit and gets tackles together. But listen, you can even see in the stats, he kind of separates himself from everybody else. 71 tackles, 7 tacks, Ivan Pace, linebacker for Cincy. What have you kind of seen out of him this year? Um, and what does UCF need to do to neutralize those linebackers, especially uh, especially Saturday with this bad offensive line play? Yeah, he's probably one of the better linebackers in the nation. I remember when I was when I was covering USF versus Cincinnati a few weeks back, Jeff Scott even described him as probably the most the best linebacker in the nation you don't know about. And it always seems like since he has one of those guys in there and just in general over this defense, I mean, you lose some big names. Obviously, Ahmad Sauce Gardner is the biggest one. Kobe Bryant as well. Some guys in the trenches who went and who were high round picks. But again, it just speaks to a testament of what Luke Fickle's been able to build there. I mean, they've had they've routinely had the best recruiting classes in the conference for the last few years. That's where he's been able to really do a good job at, especially through the portal. So I think that's the big thing you see with Sensi uh, and Pace. He jumps off. He jumps off the film when in these games. You look at it. He's the leader there. He's the engine. Very quick. And what does UCF got to do? Uh, I'm, I'm interested to see what, if he's going to be a spy maybe for John Rice Plumley in this game. I mean, Plumley. I, I mean, I said I'd like to see him run a little bit more based on what we saw against East Carolina. It seemed like beginning of the year he was running too much. East Carolina, he wasn't running enough. So I'm interested to see how they're going to use him there 
And, and UCF, of course, they're going to want to try to get that run game going. And you got to get through the first level of the defense, and that's where Pace is going to be and some of these other cats in there. So it's going to be a tough challenge for UCF, no doubt about it. Yeah, I think that's what scares me, right? Because when we think, uh, you know, JRP, yeah, he, I think you're right. I think they'll probably put him at spy and just say, hey, go go after him because he is a speedy, quick linebacker. Most of the linebackers, especially in the American this year, are ultra talented. Um, but then when you look at the defensive stats, right? Again, 18th in passing yards allowed. So then you might have to say, okay, like you're going to have to throw the ball. Well, they don't really allow a lot of passing yards, 185 a game. And then rushing, they're a good rushing defense. They're 29th in the nation in rushing D. So I think UCF was going to look at that and say, hey, listen, you always want to do both well in a game. But I think to win this game, you need to rush the football, especially not doing it so well last week. You're going to need to run the football effectively. And I mean, again, that's what scares me most about this team is the defense. Uh, so, you know, we'll talk more into our predictions, but let's talk. Well, or we can mention this too. Um, defensively, they're 84. And this is where a stat where I think UCF could maybe assert dominance in a way and maybe put the game away for Cincy if they convert well. Uh, third down conversion percentage on defense for Cincy. They are 84th in the nation. So they give up a lot of third downs. They're 49 of 121. So I look at that, and on offense, third down conversion percentage for them, they're 64th. So they're kind of in the middle pack converting third downs, which we could talk about UCF's defense and then also talk about Cincy's offense, Rob. I mean, their their offense is the problem for this team. We could talk about quarterback play, but it, do you see that as a way that UCF could win? Is listen, we there's no doubt about it. UCF has struggled on third down, especially last week. Um, but knowing that Cincy's defense, that looks like one of their struggle points of this season is third down defensive percentage. Um, what are your thoughts on that, and what does UCF need to do realistically on offense to kind of? you know, get first downs and put some touchdowns on the board realistically. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, if there's one kink in the armor for Cincinnati's defense, it is that third down conversion rate. Um, you saw it last week against um, ECU. UCF struggled with the same thing. We gave up a lot of third down conversions. We gave up a couple fourth down conversions as well. So I think if that's the one thing that UCF can focus on and be laser focused on, I mean, that's something that can absolutely continue a drive and really tire out that Cincinnati defense. You got to keep them out on the field. You got to get them tired. You got to get in a rhythm. And UCF has the offensive weapons to do so. I mean, we know, again, we, we were beating this horse to death, but every week we, you know, go back and forth on what UC offenses, UCF's offense is. What's its identity? If this is the week where UCF's offense is back on and they're getting guys like O'Keefe involved, they're getting guys like Bowser and Johnny Richardson involved, this is absolutely where you can make Cincinnati pay for their mistakes. If you can get them on those third down conversions, right, third and two, third and one, I know Gus is sometimes a little hesitant to go for it on fourth downs and stuff like that, but this is where you can absolutely kick Cincinnati in the teeth a little bit is to exploit those weaknesses. The good teams always do. So that's what UCF absolutely has to do to get some rhythm going. Yeah. And getting third and twos, getting third and threes like that will help. I mean, cause yeah, if then for some reason, if you don't convert on third, go for it on fourth, like, cause you're going to need to put up points to beat this team. Um, let's talk about Cincy's offense, Nick. I mean, 
Ben Bryant used to be with Cincy, transferred. Obviously, they had Desmond Ritter, so there was no he wanted to go get a starting role. Um, he's been, I, I would say, pretty decent. I mean, better than decent. 15 touchdowns, six picks, um, over 1,700 yards. Um, but I think the problem with Cincy has been consistency when we're looking at their squad. They have good players, especially in the run game, but you know, they're 45th in total offense. And I think as a team overall, and I think most, a lot of this could be attributed to the offense. They're 127th in fewest penalties. So that's only behind or only in front of Maryland, Alabama, Syracuse, and Bowling Green. So 67 penalties for 603 yards. That's not very good. I know probably most of that is on the offense. Um, what can you say about Ben Bryant and this overall offense? I know they have struggled, but they have shown signs of greatness um, on a lot of drives, but I think it's consistency, right? Yeah, consistency. Kind of how I feel like UCF, I don't know which team I'm going to get. I think offensively for Cincinnati, the numbers are a little bit skewed. You know, that's a team that comes in averaging, I think, almost 37 a game, but they scored 63 against Kennesaw State, and I think anybody can walk out and score 63 against Kennesaw State. I don't think it takes that much there. Uh, you look at the last two weeks against USF and SMU, I think they've scored 28 and 29 points respectively. Uh, on most weeks, not going to get it done. Is that going to get it done against UCF this week? But Maybe, but I wouldn't bet the house on it. I would not go to bet online uh, and bet the house on that being enough to stop um, UCF there. So, yeah, but then Brian, I mean, big shoes to step in with Desmond Ritter, obviously going off to the NFL. I think he's been all right, but, you know, they're missing other guys too. Like Alec Pierce is in the NFL. I mean, and he's balling. I mean, yeah. Jerome Ford is 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 in the NFL now. I mean, that's three key pieces to a college football playoff team from last year that aren't there. So he's working with some new pieces. I know Tyler Scott's been their leading receiver. He stepped in pretty well there for Pierce in that role. Uh, but yeah, I've been impressed with Ben Bryant for the most part. But it always I've, for the most part, I've been impressed with this UCF defense up until last week. And again, I think other than the Arkansas game, this is probably uh, his biggest test. And I think that's. This matchup, their offense versus our defense, is the reason that I have the hope that I do. I have, I think, especially after last week, right? Hope is a, a hurtful thing. It is. It could hurt you or it could be just what you need. But compared to last week, I said I was way more scared of ECU's offense. I think the pieces that they had, Keaton Mitchell, CJ Johnson, those scared me more. They have lost guys. And yeah, like... They have Tyler Scott's really, you know, done a lot. Charles McCulland, he's been one of the best running backs in the conference. Um, and they kind of have a two-headed, uh, you know, he's the starting back. But when they get down into the red zone, especially, you could either get him or Corey Kinner to run in the ball. Um, the one guy that scares me on their offense out of anybody is Josh Wiley. He's been there. I mean, how many? He, he seems like he's been at Cincy for however many years. Hasn't really done a lot this year, but they haven't really used him a lot in that sense. They've been using him more as a blocker, which he is exceptional at. He scares me because when I look at who we can defend him with, I'm guessing Justin Hodges might get that, you know, if he's lined up. But he scares me, Rob. Josh Riley is the guy that if I'm looking at Cincy's offense, he could kill us, in my opinion. 
Yeah, and I mean, in years past, when Ritter's had him, he's been a really, it's a tight end dominated offense, too. I mean, he's always been one of the key targets for them. So, absolutely. I mean, if you get one of those mismatches with size and how good of a blocker he is, I mean, that's absolutely some guy that can burn your defense. And I would be more concerned with him over a lot of their other receivers as well. I mean, if we're looking for, you know, one guy that could potentially, right, you're looking at the X factors for a game going in for Cincinnati on the offensive side, it's absolutely Josh Wiley. 100%. It's going to be interesting. I, I don't know. We'll we'll give our predictions a little later on. Um, there's a lot to think about in process. I don't know who I'm picking yet. I'm just going to talk through it to uh, kind of talk myself into UCF win. Um, but when we come back, we've got Drew Johnson um, talking with us about the game and the past game and looking forward for this UCF team. Stay tuned. And welcome back to Charge On. Uh, great talking to start this pod with Cincy, and now we've got a great guest to join us, Drew Johnson, uh, Real News 102, writes for Inside the Knights and Elite Empire. Um, Drew, thank you so much for coming on. I know hard, you know, tough loss last week, uh, but hopefully better things are ahead. But how you doing, and thanks for coming on. Yeah, man, uh, thanks for the awesome intro, Sean. Uh, thank you guys for having me on the show. Like I said, I really like what you guys are doing over here. So I'm glad to be on, man. Listen, we're by fans, for fans. That's what, you know, we went to UCF. We did the journalism. Now we're doing this and we're loving it. It's It could have been yeah. better. Last week was, th those are the podcasts we don't really love to do. We, you know, kind of sleep yeah. in a little bit later on Sunday. Um, but, you know, you got to do it. You got to do it. But um, yes, let's sir. quickly, you know, I want to get your thoughts because obviously we had our podcast discussing about the East Carolina game. We don't want to dwell into that, but... Just give your kind of takes on what you saw from the team. I know tough road environment, first real road test of the season. What did you right. see from the team, and uh, what's your take on the game in general? Yeah, so um, going into that ECU game, man, I kind of think some of the fans, and I don't want to say the team, but they kind of, I think they kind of overlooked the ECU game. They were kind of focusing on game day and just not really looking at how ECU had a really good team. So I think just in that ECU game, they uh, struggled with turnovers. Obviously, John Rice probably had three turnovers. Um, um, getting off the field on third downs was an issue. Uh, and, and no explosive plays that we usually see from the uh, offense. Uh, so I think ECU did a really good job with scheming on both sides of the ball and um, forcing those turnovers. And what do you kind of make, you know, Johnny Richardson's a guy that at the beginning of the year we talked about getting him the ball more, and it looked like they did that for a few weeks, and they got away from that. Uh, Ryan O'Keefe was a no-show until late in that game. And, of course, Javon Baker with a little bit of an injury. Just kind of what do you make of overall just not being able to get your skill guys, the weapons, I mean, on a consistent basis this season? No, that's definitely an issue. Good point, Nick. Uh, Javon Baker, man, I feel like he's the number one production guy on this offense. Um, losing him with that ankle injury a couple weeks ago, we kind of seen that production fall off for the offense. Uh, Ryan O'Keefe and Kobe Hudson kind of stepped in uh, for that. And, um, man, speaking on Johnny Richardson, really quick, that was kind of my guy. I know I, I wrote an article pushing for him to be RB1. Uh, Isaiah Bowser is a really good running back, but I feel like um, Richardson and RJ Harvey kind of uh, gives you those explosive plays, whether that's running through the tackles, whether that's getting them on the outside, you can even put those guys in the slot. So um, missing those guys and missing that production was definitely a, a drop on the offensive side. 
Yeah. And I mean, you know, to look ahead a little bit, not to get into, you know, any of the specifics just yet of, of the Cincinnati yeah. game, but you know, UCF's offense was obviously very underwhelming. So was John Rice Plumley last week. What do you kind of think UCF's offense needs to do against like a really good Cincinnati defense? Are you nervous about what, you know, this offense can, can do against a really good defense like Cincinnati or, you know, do you think they can bounce back? Yeah, so the first thing they're going to have to do is um, be more disciplined with the ball. Uh, they're going to have to limit turnovers because um, if you take a look at that game last week, they had some really good drives that were kind of um, stopped by those costly turnovers. Um, and, and, and one more thing that I want to touch back on that I mentioned previously is UCF's going to have to come out with more energy and more intensity. Like I said, I think ECU kind of had that chip on their shoulder and, and that bill, uh, bulletin board uh, material to where, oh, UCF's overlooking us. They're thinking about game day. They're thinking about Cincinnati. And and, and UCF came in that game with a little less intensity. So bringing that energy off the jump, that shouldn't be a problem, being that it's homecoming week. You're at home. It's a conference game. You took your first conference loss. And this is a team that you will see moving forward in the Big 12. So limiting turnovers, coming out with good energy, and, and controlling what you can control. Um, so limiting those penalties, and catching the ball when you get your hands on the ball. I know Jalen Griffin uh, kind of had an opportunity there that might have shooken up the game a little bit. So controlling what you control, bringing that energy, and limiting turnovers. That's my key things for the offense, Rob. And I think here's the big thing. Luke Fickle, we all know. I mean, he's a premier college football coach. He, he's done phenomenal to turn that program over. And he's really kind of the what you look at, right, with UCF. We've had great coaches, but they haven't stuck around. Luke Fickle has stuck there has really turned that program around. Now, for all their success, program hasn't won a New Year's Six Bowl game in its history. And they've been around right. since they, like, it's, it was, it's been a while. I mean, they've been around for a while. Um, what can you say about Luke Fickle and especially what he's done with this year's Cincy team after losing so many starters last year? Yeah, they lost a lot of guys to the NFL, man. Much respect, much respect to Luke Fickle and what he's done since he's taken that head coaching position. Um, I think uh, Cincinnati's a really disciplined team. Uh, mature, and you see the leadership come out when they play. Um, and just taking a look at the Malzone press conference this week, you can tell he has a lot of respect for Luke Fickle and that program as well. Um, so uh, some of my game thoughts, I think, like I said, just looking at the body language of some of these uh, press conferences, you can tell they respect the Cincinnati uh, program. It's discipline on both sides of the ball. They lost Desmond Ritter, brought back Ben Bryant. He's still being a productive guy. Lost their top running back. So um, I like Cincinnati, man, and we should not overlook this game. Yeah, and I wanted to circle back here just to some of the transfers that UCF brought in because now obviously we're seven games in. we got a good sample size of who's working out, who's not working out. Mm-hmm. And I think you would yeah. agree with me, Javon Baker seems like he's been the most important one. When he's in there, the offense yeah. is rolling. When he's not, it hasn't been rolling. But i got to yeah. go, obviously, to John Rice Plumley. He's the quarterback. He, I mean, Gus Malzahn hitched his wagon to him. Uh, it doesn't feel like I know what I'm getting from him on a week-to-week basis. So just kind of sum up what you've seen from John Rice Plumley and what you think he has to do to get better this year. Yeah, so uh, JRP, man, uh, his biggest issue is locking on to his first receiver and not going through his progressions. That's kind of gotten better, uh, you know, getting more chemistry with his receivers and his offensive line. But that's one thing he struggled with and uh, realizing when to, when to run the ball and when not to. If you take a look at last week and a couple other games, he had some times where he could have scrambled to get a first down and yeah. he might have made a, 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 a bad decision. So he needs to be more consistent 
Uh, and he needs to be a more of a, a leader, man. I need to see some leadership out of this offense, especially JRP being QB1, being a senior. So um, those are some of the things that I think he can um, improve on his confidence. Uh, yeah, because when this offense is rolling, when he's doing, when he's not turning the ball over, the offense is rolling. So um, those those are some of the things he needs to improve on. It. Yeah, and I mean, do you are you confident in JRP making those adjustments? Do you think you know facing arguably uh, the best defense they've seen all season long yeah. with this week Cincinnati? I mean, do you think he can make those adjustments or? You know, is he going to struggle right. against a defense like that? No, nah, Rob, I think, man, I think JRP's made some plays that uh, some of the quarterbacks on the depth chart couldn't have made. I know uh, uh, Thomas Castellanos is a, a mobile guy that maybe could have got out of the pocket and made some plays. But I want the fans to take a, a couple replays and, and watch some of the games this season and really focus on the offensive line. They've really struggled, and we can talk about that as well. The offensive line has to pick it up. They need to improve. Um, I think that was one of the – groups coming into the season that I was least concerned about being that they had so much leadership and maturity on there, but they've struggled. So, um, nah, man, I think JRP's made some uh, excellent plays using his legs. He just needs to calm down. He hasn't played quarterback in uh, two years uh, consistently. So um, he needs to calm down uh, and understand that he has weapons and, and, and make better decisions um, as a quarterback. So I think he'll improve uh, last week was definitely uh, something that we didn't want to see. But he's done well, man. Seven touchdowns, let's not forget about that. You know, tying the, uh, the record with that. You know, he's a, he's an awesome quarterback, man. He just needs to uh, settle in a little bit more. Yeah, last week, uh, we, I think all three of us referred to it as a roller coaster. I mean, one week he can be a top 10 quarterback in the nation. The next week, you know, again, you see a game like last game, right, yeah. where you don't know what you're going to get. There's going to be the highs. There's going to be the lows. Like I said, you're either going to throw up or you're going to feel good after the roller coaster. So we'll see how he does this, this game specifically. It's the most important game on our schedule, but to close out, what are your predictions for this game? I mean, it's, it's, it's a must win for this, this night's team. If you don't win this game, the rest of the season looks very bleak and you don't know what the end result will be for the season. So, Give your kind of thoughts, your predictions on the game and how you foresee it kind of playing out. Thank you, Sean. Uh, really quick, I just want to go over some of the notes that I got because Cincinnati is a solid team. You know, 18 straight conference wins, uh, 10 on the, uh, ten and 1 on the road in their last 11 games, uh, um, battled Arkansas to, to the end of the game, uh, averaging almost 40 points a game. So uh, this is a really, really good team. Uh, I wish we could have got that one last week to come in this, this one with a little bit more momentum. Could have had that game day slot. Um, but I really want fans to realize that uh, the season's not over, man. And don't don't give up on Gus Malzahn. This is his second season. Uh, uh, his recruits are just setting in. Um, but this is definitely a game that should be circled on every player's calendar. You know, you'll be seeing Cincinnati going into the Big 12. This is a game that you can, uh, you know, kind of show your recruits, hey, you know, UCF, jump, jump on the Gus bus. You know what I'm saying? We got something going into the Big 12. <laughs> So this is a big game, man. There should be a lot of hype. I want Night Nation to show up, you know, pack the stadium out, pack the bounce house out. That's all the football players are asking for. So let's 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 win this game, man. Let's do this thing. Hey, hey Drew, can you repeat that real quick? You said Cincinnati is a is a what team? Say it again, because there's somebody on this podcast right now that needs to hear it. What did I say? They're they're a good team. What did I say? They're balanced. They're a good team. Go. What did I there say? You there you go. There you go. They're yeah. a really good football team. Well coached. Who, who doesn't think so? Who doesn't these, think so? These, 
Oh, and on my screen right now, he's right above you, and he's smirking right now. Uh, got two headphones in. Me, I see him. <laughs> let me hear it, Rob. I don't mean to extend the show, guys. I know you no, guys no, got a time limit, but let me hear it. No, no, it's the other one. It's Sean. It's the other one. Oh, it's Sean. Yeah, Rob, yeah, Rob, Rob what the hell, man? Rob, what the hell? Come on. <laughs> oh, I think they. St- I think they stink. I think since he sucks, that's my oh, personal okay. take. Oh boy! Now, and, and being objective, now I was watching the game last week against SMU. They struggled against SMU. They almost slipped up against USF. Ben Bryant has struggled with interceptions. You know, uh, so they struggled to score in the red zone last week. So they are, you know, they are a team that can be beat. You know, they gave a lot of rushing yards to USF. Uh, I think that guy had over two hundred rushing yards, whoever he was. But yeah. man, Cincinnati is struggled. They can be beat. So I, I kind of like that, Sean. I kind of like that. I've been saying it for weeks, Drew. I mean, it's – and listen, the only reason I say it, I, are they – do they suck? No. They're a good team. What I don't okay. like, and I've explained it, is I don't like people saying how good they are. They're making them out to be right. like this amazing team. They get, they beat They're USF by – No, but I, it was the fact they beat USF by four and they moved four rankings up. Like, I, that's, that's, that's why silly. I'm saying – they are a completely different football team, and we just That's lost fair. to ECU by 21, and I'm still thinking we have a pretty good shot at winning this game. So if that te- that's my mindset. So, yeah, I say they stink compared to last year. They stink. That's but credit to Luke Fickle. I mean, that's fair. He's done an incredible job. He's done an incredible <laughs> job. Um, I, I don't think – Nick, I just looking at Nick's face. He doesn't. He doesn't agree to. <laughs> too much. See, here's the thing. He also called me delusional last week when I said I was more scared for ECU than Cincy, ECU, and we got yeah. beat by 21. So, listen, Nick's a quick, smart. Quick smart question man. for the panel. Quick question for the panel. Uh, are you guys more afraid of this game, or, or slipping up during this game, or slipping up on a two lane game two lane. away? Two lane. Two lane. Two lane. Two lane. Okay. Good man. Good man. Good man. Good man. This is at home. I'm just I totally agree. And I'll just put it out there too, speaking to my takes. You know, I had the worst take probably on this show so far on the first episode. When I say oh, I came man. up here, I broke a cardinal <laughs> rule and I complimented the, the school down south or east of us, west. Oh. I don't, I don't know the compass, man. West of us, whatever. And I said that Gary Bohannon was going to be a better transfer pickup this year than John Rice Plumley. Uh, I take it oh, L for that. So again, maybe <laughs> maybe I just don't have it, man. Maybe I just don't have it. No, it's, when you look at Bohannon, he he struggled with uh, interceptions at Baylor uh, before he ended up transferring, and he kind of brought that over to USF. So, uh, damn, that sucks for them. <laughs> yeah, and now I mean they're back. They're backups on <laughs> on our team. So I mean now they're they're really now, screwed. But and we're, and we're, yep, waiting on a wide receiver too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Drew, uh, tell the people where they can find you, uh, socials, yeah, yeah. plug all your stuff. Yeah. Where can they find you? Thank you, Sean. Once again, man, I appreciate you guys for inviting me on the show, man. I like the environment, and, and I respect what you guys are doing. You guys can find me at Real News 102 on Twitter and Instagram, uh, just trying to build that brand. Like like Sean said earlier, I write for Inside the Knights, and I write for Elite Empire. So um, check me out on all those uh, all those platforms. Go check him out. And when we come back, we're going to give our predictions on the most important game of the season. Welcome back. Yeah, I just want to thank Drew for coming on. Really good conversation as always. Um, And probably we'll have him back on at some point later in the year um, to discuss more things UCF football. I'm going to follow him on all his social media uh, channels. Boys, let's talk Cincy game predictions. Um, Rob, I'll let you go first. I mean, 
This is Cincy on Bet Online is favored by one. They are the favorite. UCF is the underdog. Um, but I will say, Bet Online, they have that. Everywhere else, it is completely mixed. There are even lines. UCF is favored by one. UCF favors by th- It is weird everywhere. But on Bet Online, Cincy is favored by one. Um, what are your predictions for the game? And just give your thoughts. Yeah, um, so I don't expect this to be a truly high-scoring game. Um, I think what I would look at this for this game is about 28-24. I'm going to go UCF on this one. I think UCF rebounds. I think UCF figures it out a little bit. I think the offense is going to struggle a little bit, but I think Gus Melzon, you mentioned it earlier, Sean, Sean and Nick, whatever, whichever one of you said it, is UCF has the ability to come back a little bit more pissed this week. I think they're going to be a little bit more, a little bit angry after that loss in East Carolina. So I think this is absolutely going to be a close game. You're not looking at a one touchdown lead. Might not even be looking at a field goal lead, but I think 28, 24 is what I'm going to predict for this. I think UCF pulls it out. Um, I hope they get off to a better start. That could be a key difference is how UCF starts this game. It's been a problem since the beginning of the season. We talk about it every week. Um, you know, Cincinnati's defense absolutely has the ability to give UCF's offense some problems. And like you said, Sean, this is a game where turnovers will cost you. They might not cost you. They will cost you. Um, but I think this is this is the beginning of a great rivalry. I don't think you're going to see a blowout like last year in Cincinnati that we saw. I think this is going to be a much closer game uh, along more of the lines what we're seeing, what we're seeing in the odds. Um and I think Cincinnati's replacing UC- USF as as the most hated team for UCF fans. I mean, they talk a lot of crap online. Um, I think we need a Cincinnati hate week. We need a Cincinnati hate week, and we got to start off Cincinnati hate week on the right foot, right? I think we gotta we gotta let's talk let's talk a little crap about Cincinnati. I want to hear it from all three uh, all three of us. Skyline Chili's I mean, mid. It's it's crap chili. It's a joke to chili. Ohio is in the Midwest because it's mid. Ohio's not a good state. Nobody wants to live there. There's no reason to go to Ohio unless you like roller coasters, which if that's your entire identity, I'm sorry. But then maybe that's Orlando too, right? So maybe yeah, we're I mean, just come to Orlando we're, for that. Yeah, maybe we're even on that too. So maybe I can't get them there. But the the chili, you know, it's like two weeks in a row UCF has to play teams with with crap food. You back it up. Bad hold Eastern up. Carolina uh, you barbecue. You back it up. Hold up. You know, bad skyline chili. Did you say bad I mean, Carolina? What even is a bear or, uh, like, barbecue? What, I mean. First of all, I don't even know what East Carolina is. It's North and South Carolina. Uh, you can't even see it. I think you can see it. I said I'm East Carolina. Real quick. I'm repping my, my Kiowa Island, South Carolina right here. Okay. Second home. So when you started saying bad Carolina barbecue, my my, my spidey senses or my, oh. my geek senses went up a little bit here because I will not have any disrespect to Carolina mop and sauce. Okay. No, <laughs> no, no disrespect from you. No. No. So you can continue. Wow, not even Carolina Gold. I think there was a little too we listen, bad juju last week for talking bad about East Carolina barbecue. So I cannot disrespect food is in Orlando. A city's food this week. That's not happening. But <laughs> There's a, there's a damn white castle. Every, every other city chain restaurant. Yeah, we get everybody's. Are you, are you, you get everybody's best. 
Listen, if they sell it in the public's <laughs> frozen section, which I can go get, I'm, the still, for, burgers, I'm still waiting for in those little diced onions. I don't want to eat it. I don't want to eat it. This is why I don't go to TGI Fridays either. <laughs> I don't get it. No. Oh my gosh. A hundred percent. Yeah, no. I don't either. All or Olive Garden. So we're all in agreement. Mm-hmm. TGI Fridays sucks. Yes. Okay. That's good. Only good okay. thing is the potato skins. I mean, you could get those anywhere. You can get that in the freezer section. Of All right. Rob, you said 2824. 2824 UCF. Okay. Um, Nick, I'm going to let you go. Uh, yes. I, well, I will say one thing. I think UCF and Cincy fans, like, I think that will be somewhat of a new rivalry going into the Big 12. But the thing I will say is fans over the last couple of days have been very, I mean, we're both nervous. Neither of us know who's coming out on top. We're, there's not really a lot of, you know, trash talking amongst fans. So I will say this week's been very mellow so far. It will get worse and I have no problem having some trash talk, but we did just lose 34, 13. My, my trash talk level has gone down significantly, but Nick, <laughs> Rob guess 28, 24, um, kind of what are interesting game. I mean, this is a very interesting game that it could go either way. It reminds me of the game, not last year, but the year before where, yeah, I don't want to be that guy home. that keeps picking UCF um, like a homer, but you know, I did kind of outline my reasons. I think that at least I'm hoping that you have a pissed off bunch here. You had a lot on, you had a lot of goals being of the year. And right now you're not on pace to hit any of them. So I like to think as a, as a program, this coaching staff, some of these more experienced players who have yet to reach the success they want to, you have to win this game. You have to win this game. So with that being said, I am going to say that UCF puts up 28 points in this game, four touchdowns, and Cincinnati is going to score 21, three touchdowns. I don't think we're going to see Mr. Boomer. Boomer and any big situations here, hopefully just after some PATs. But 28-21, UCF over Cincinnati. But in the event that they don't, and this is a 5-3 and three football team, then I will have some, some very choice words for, for Mr. Malzahn when we come back next week. There's only one person on this panel. There's so only one person on this panel Rob's who UCF. likes to copy. Okay, and I mean, I, and again, you're, I'm, I'm looking right at him here. I'm looking. Right, I'm not looking at Rob. No. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I write everything down. I have actual evidence that I don't copy because I write all of my notes. I write all of my notes, so I have score well, predictions great. on here. So I'm begging for some originality alike, from but Sean this week, Green we on a don't think alike. We don't. Mm. We don't think alike. I am very original. I am very original on this show. All right. Listen, I've been the person for weeks, weeks that has said, since he stinks, UCF wins by 10 plus. Folks, I'm not saying they're going to win by 10. I say they win by four. 24 to 20 UCF. I think it is a ugly game. 
I don't think there's a lot of scoring at all. I wouldn't be shocked if it was 17 to 14, if I'm being completely honest with you. Cincy does scare me on the defensive side. ECU is nowhere close to talented that Cincy is defensively. That's what scares me. The one thing I will ask of JRP this week, and I'm going to get some flack for this, but I will explain myself. You need to be the perfect game manager this week. We love what you do. We love running around the field and making plays. And we still are going to need that. I mean, especially with, again, the offensive line, it looked like they were going up. Now they're, they've gone down pretty quickly. You might be running around a lot. Throw the ball out of bounds. Play till the next play. Don't throw into tight coverages. Just be a good game manager for this type of game. Still make the plays if you can. If you're out of the pocket and you can make a throw, make it. But don't force anything. Because if you start to force things, we will lose this game very easily. And it won't be a close 28-24, 28-21, 24-20 game. It will be 35-17. to We will get killed. So, looking at the stats, looking at Cincy, looking at us, I think UCF has a very good chance of winning this game. And if they do, everything's up. We will be celebrating on the show. It'll be great. But please don't be a 5-3 and three football team. I might cry on the pod. You don't want to see me cry on this podcast, now do you? I, I kind of do. Just win the game, please. I want to go into Tulane and Memphis, or Memphis first and then Tulane. I want to go into those games happy and like saying, let's go, we can win this game. Please, I'm saying 24-20. And also, I am begging you, please pack the bounce house. I am begging. Like, we need it. We need this game, and I think it will be. But all the, there's a mantra that the players, they're all tweeting, like, we need this place packed. I don't want to see any empty seats. I haven't had the full bounce house experience. We need to pack this place. Recruits are seeing that these players are saying this. So let's get can we all agree, boys, that the bounce house needs to be sold? I need the tickets were sold out. But I get they had a hard loss last week. But come to the game. Don't sell your tickets. Just come to the game. Right? I think we can all agree on that. Yeah, if you can't pack the bounce house for this one, why even bother? Like this is this is the one. This is the stereotypical like game on the calendar that you circle, right? That all the players circle, all the fans circle at this point because of how big of a rivalry it's becoming. This is the one. So if you can't pack the bounce house for this one, what are you even doing? I'm nervous, but we will see in a couple days. This Saturday, UCF, Cincinnati, season on the line. Your whole season is on the line. Thank you, Nick and Rob. I will see you after the game. Hopefully, we will be in a good mood. Uh, Thank you for tuning in to Charge On. As always, like, subscribe, share, comment, tweet at us. Let us know what you think. Maybe you think our score predictions suck, just like I think Cincy sucks. Put it down below in the comments section. We would love to hear your score predictions and what you think of our show. Um, This has been Charge On, presented by Bet Online. We will see you on Monday. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.